Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of A Case for the FBI, Cross-Examining Reality. I'm Cassie. And I'm Kristen. And we are super excited about this episode today. You guys chose what we were going to talk about in a poll. I'm going to leave the suspense until we actually get into the episode. Mm -hmm. Um, But Crit is hot and ready. (laughs) That's our intro topic today. Call me Little Caesars because I am hot and ready, honey. (laughs) Uh, Well, first, before we get into what I wanted to talk about, I wanted to wish a happy 420 to all of our listeners who celebrate, um, consume responsibly, and, you know, happy holidays, I guess. I don't know. Happy holidays. So, anywho... (laughs) I'm just going to come out and say right now, this will be a Kardashians conversation. I Conversations, but with a K. If you're not interested, go ahead and just speed through all of this if it doesn't interest you. All right. That being said, last week, the very first episode of the Kardashians on Hulu came out. And... Much to my surprise, I had a lot of anticipation for this. I was really excited for Wednesday because I was like, finally, this thing is going to come out on Wednesday. And I watched the first episode. Have you seen anything of the first episode of the Kardashians? So I have not seen a lot. And I do want to let you know, I have every intention to watch it. I do really want to watch it. Um, Hulu has not given me, it's limited me changing my home location. (laughs) Um, so I'm not allowed to do that anymore. So I have not had access to Hulu in well over a week. So okay. Kardashians, please forgive me. I do want to see the first episode. I want to watch the new show. I do. Um, the only thing I've seen is on TikTok. I saw something about, I think it was Saint um, on his game, seeing about Kim's sex tape or something. Yes. So would you like for me to fill you in on that? Yes, please do. So, of course, uh, you know, coincidentally, this episode features a big family barbecue that they have together that Kim throws at her throws at her house. This is just a side comment. One thing that I do like about this new season so far is that they broke the fourth wall, meaning that they're like talking about like, oh, I'm excited to be back filming. And, you know, we have this new season of filming and like, Mm -hmm. so they're acknowledging, like they know that they're making a TV show. So I think because of that, like them kicking off this new season, Kim throws this barbecue family party thing at her house. Well, coincidentally, of course, while the, while the whole family is gathered there, Saint notices on his Roblox, which Cassie, I couldn't tell you the first thing about Roblox. I don't know what it is. Never even heard of it. I know that it is the the baby Gen Zers of the world. They're all up in it. They love Roblox. I literally have no idea what it is. <laughs> I don't know. Like in my head, I'm like Club Penguin. Still, oh, yeah. you know, so I'm like, that's what I'm imagining. But then, so apparently, he saw. You know, like the crying meme of Kim Mm -hmm. was a picture of that. And it said something along the lines of like, there is a new portion of her sex tape that is about to be released. So saying, of course, I don't think he can read, but he just sees like the picture of Kim and he like runs over and he shows and he's like, oh my gosh, this is so funny. Like, look, it's it's your crying face. And Kim was like, oh, that's so funny. And then she notices that it says like second half of Kim's sex tape is getting released. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what Roblox is. I don't know why that would like how yeah, I'm I- wondering like if it came up as like an ad or something because I know there was like a big issue for a while like in kids games where there was a lot of like adult content being like subliminally like published to them Lord, oh yeah. my gosh yeah I don't know if this is like reddit for children I don't know but so she sees it and she first of all is like <laughs> of course being a businesswoman she's just like first of all this is copyright infringement like you're using my picture 
in Roblox without my mm-hmm. permission. And second of all, like this isn't true. Like this mm-hmm. doesn't exist. All see, that's another thing on here that they're like openly talking about her sex tape, which they didn't really do in the old series, you know. So, which of course. Courtney or no Chloe is like Kim isn't so funny that like when we were on E we started our season with it was like right after the sex tape came yeah. out and then of course we're starting this one on Hulu it's like more sex right. tape, so. about the sex tape. Um, so Kim is very upset that she you know she says what is out there is what exists like that is what was filmed there's no like hidden second half of it anywhere mm-hmm. and so she calls her lawyers obviously to address all of these issues they're like okay well you know you can say with certainty that there's no other part that exists and she's like well I'm like 99.9% sure that nothing else exists but can I say with absolute certainty not necessarily she was like maybe there was like something else I didn't know about Well, because she admitted on the old season that she was like high on ecstasy or something like when she filmed it yeah yeah I think that's that might have been like what they're referencing then because she was like as far as I know uh this is it what's out is out so she she gets really upset and I think she was just and I think she said something along these lines of like, you know, that's one thing if this, whoever put this on Roblox wants to claim that there's a second half of the sex tape. But she was like, it's the fact that my child is seeing this. Right. And yeah. the fact that like, I can't, like my kid can't even go on Roblox without seeing that. Um, so she has a really emotional moment and she calls Kanye. And we unfortunately, you know how the Kardashians always on the show, they're always talking on speakerphone. So you can hear what the other person is saying. Well, Kanye was not on speakerphone, so we didn't get to hear. Mm, um, but she was very upset, you know, and explained, I guess, because, you know, this is a situation that happened with Saint. And um, yeah, she just explained what had happened and like, you know, obviously is bawling. Um, so that this kind of that, this whole situation seems like something that will keep coming up throughout the season. Um, so that was very interesting. Um, how do you feel about Courtney and Travis just as a couple? I think <laughs> Take your time. Obnoxious. I'm happy that she's happy. I'm glad that she's in love and vice versa, but my God, like, we get it like fucking chill out like I feel like we weren't even that fucking gross with our high school boyfriends like come on like instead of kissing each other you're like licking each other's tongues and like that is something that you say for the privacy of your own home if you're gonna be that weird and gross which we know we all are we we know we're all that gross but you don't do it in front of millions of people okay nobody wants to see it right Right. And don't like, don't you feel uncomfortable doing it? Exactly. Exactly. It's so disturbing to me. Yeah. It's almost like, I feel like when you see couples acting like that, though, that you almost feel like they're putting on a show for somebody else. It's like, why are you doing this? Yeah. Yeah. I think especially too, just because their relationship is still like so young. So I feel like it's still just like a flame that's burning brightly, <laughs> you know? Right. Um, but I will say if, if you feel that strongly about Courtney and Travis, I don't know how much you're going to enjoy this new series because oh. it is a lot of Courtney and Travis making out a lot about other oh. people talking about Courtney and Travis making out. Oh God. Um, talking to Scott about Courtney and Travis and how he feels about it. Okay. Now that might be interesting. Yeah. He was there. He was not invited to this family barbecue where Mm -hmm. St. Found the Roblox. Mm -hmm. So that was a big plot point. Like, I guess Kim just like spaced and forgot to invite Scott and Scott. Scott is so interesting to me. Like he definitely you, you can say whatever you want about the Kardashians, but Scott truly is like famous for, for being famous. A hundred percent. That's just who he is. But I felt really badly because when he learned that like Kim had this barbecue without him, Chloe went over to his house to talk to him. 
and he said like you guys are my only family mm-hmm. like you are my family both my parents are gone I'm an yeah. only child like you are my family so when I get excluded from things like that it sucks And I'm sure now that he has like Travis coming in as, you know, a stepfather figure to their children, I'm sure it's difficult. So Scott is there. Um, How much he'll be there this season? TBD. Mm, Interesting. I hope he still is there and involved because, you know, even though towards the end of the show they just had scott and chloe basically doing stupid stuff and it was like lame (laughs) or whatever right scott has been such an integral part of the show since the beginning like right he's always been a part of it he's always been like kind of like a a ray of light if you will right Um, comedic relief exactly it really would be sad to lose him yeah so I, i think he'll say i mean it seems like like he and courtney have they still, you know, have maintained a good relationship, even though, you know, they can tell that, like, it, I mean, it's just uncomfortable for everyone, like, when Courtney's with Travis and, like, mm-hmm. Scott doesn't really want to impose or make things awkward. Um, but I, I think we can ex- expect a fair amount of Scott. Um, and he does make references to how he dates like 20 year olds Mm -hmm. so there's a lot of self-awareness going on these days which i really do appreciate um and also i might add i i don't see it being an issue but i don't think enough people are talking about how it's confusing now are you talking about travis barker or travis Mm. scott yeah that's a good point because I'm going to guess Travis Scott probably isn't going to be on the show at all. Right. Kylie's yeah. probably barely going to be there. Yeah. Was she um, on the, was she at the family barbecue? Were they all there? Yeah, she was. And she oh. was pretty pregnant at the time. She was like six months pregnant at that time. Okay. Circling back, if you will, mm-hmm. do we know the name of this baby? No, I was going to ask. <laughs> I'm like, do we know what this baby is called? She literally just shared a picture on instagram on easter of travis like holding the baby and mm-hmm. you could like tell it was the little baby but it, no we don't know anything it could be well, it could be nameless literally maybe they're gonna try something where they just it'll be one of those deals when the baby gets to name itself you know what stormy i know you're listening girl please let us know hit us up let us know what the baby's name is thank you give us that inside info girly (laughs) and thank you for your support um and speaking of which i I, i'll make this the last kardashian thing that we talk about to spare everybody have you noticed how dream is like grouped in with the rest of the grandkids like it makes me wonder if like Chris has some sort of like custody of Dream. Mm. And for those who don't know, Dream is Black China and Rob's daughter. Interesting. Because Black China and Rob are nowhere to be seen. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't really keep he probably is the least kept up with Kardashian, if you know. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I haven't seen him in any of their posts or anybody really saying much about him at all. Right. Um so maybe maybe that is true I mean maybe that obviously you don't want to exclude like a five-year-old but she's just always grouped in with like Chicago Stormy True and Dream like they are all kind of like grouped in together but when it's like Christmas and they have like their presents together and stuff Mm -hmm. so it just it just makes me wonder like how how like what Dream's life is like yeah especially because we can imagine that uh that rob and black china's relationship is probably not the best uh i would almost bet money that it is not the best yeah shape or form definitely not co-parenting goals unlike courtney and scott doing 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 what they can doing what they can that's a good huh okay i don't think that kardashian I don't even think that Rob has an Instagram anymore. Oh, really? Where does that leave the Arthur George socks? Are they still with us? 
Rob Carter. Okay. I think I found him actually. It was because I put in Robert. Oh, I see. Rob. His government oh, name. Just kidding. Okay. Uh, oh, it's, oh, okay. Interesting. Uh oh. Robert Kardashian does not post to this account. Account is run by Jenner Communications at Dream, at Halfway Dead, at Arthur George 87, at Grande Zahat Sauce. What? I guess he has a hot sauce line. Okay. Wait, I feel like they mentioned that on the show. Well, I mean, literally all it is is pictures of Dream. Okay. Is it, is it, um, what's it like? Is, is it a verified account? Yes. And okay, here on her birthday, hold on from, this is from November 11th, 2021 though. It is Rob and Dream at her Ah, her birthday party. That's a sweet picture. Um, Yeah. So their last post was then, so November 11th, and then they posted this really cute pic of Dream three days ago. Oh, she really is a cute little girl. She very much is. But yeah, the account is very much dream focused. Like all of these Hmm. pictures are about dream. If they're not dream, it looks like they're his products. Okay. Um, Is that Kendall? Okay. I was like, who is this chick up on the Instagram? Is is it Kendall? Oh, Uh, that's random. Some of his maybe the sunglasses I don't know anything doing some sort of um advertising exactly yeah but yeah okay so all right so Rob is still with us that is good to hear he has other people running his account though and they made that very clear yeah which I I kind of get like Britney Spears vibes from that (laughs) like they have this account but it's like Rob doesn't actually post to this account and it's really about dreams, so enjoy. It's like, why didn't you just change it to at dream? Like, what? Right. <laughs> well, it looks like it, they have at dream, but that that tag doesn't work. How interesting. Okay, I'm getting weight. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, we're sending ourselves down a fucking rabbit hole on the podcast. We are investigating Rob Kardashian. This is a case for the FBI. Exactly. Thank you, Chris Jenner. <laughs> and Jenner Communications, apparently. So for this week's episode, I just want to start out really quick by giving a little trigger warning because today, if you don't already know what we're going to talk about, we're going to be talking about suicide and um, emotional abuse and eating disorders disorders and manipulation and romantic relationships um suicide obviously being a big one so if you're not really into that that's not really your thing no worries you might want to sit this one out so we respect it and understand yes we'll catch you next week we're hopefully we'll be doing something a little bit (laughs) sorry Um, so this week for episode 15 you all we let you all choose what you wanted us to watch um and you all have some dark minds apparently um and so do we because i think we both enjoyed this documentary. (laughs) yes and that is i love you now die which is on hulu and hbo max i think um but i love you now die is the documentary about the story of michelle carter and conrad roy which is then now the um, basis for the girl from plain view plain bill show on hulu um so this is like the true story of it which i'm just gonna begin by saying i didn't realize that plainville deadass was a place right i thought it was like a play <laughs> on words or something yeah that she was like and I, I didn't really like that's what i thought too but i was like i guess she's like plain looking i don't know but then you you watch the documentary and it's like no she's mm, from plainville massachusetts, massachusetts. Okay. yes um so i guess just give like a quick synopsis about what it's about um if you don't know already so Michelle Carter and Conrad Roy are in a relationship. They're like 17, 18, respectively. And Conrad commits suicide. And through his text messages, the police find out that his girlfriend, Michelle, uh, was more or less 
encouraging him to do this I don't know what would you say the word is again I went back and forth on this all the might time. be a good word supporting him supported yeah 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 definitely supported um and I feel like if you watch the documentary you'll understand why we chose that word more carefully because <laughs> obviously if you only know a little piece you're like y'all are disgusting humans she told him to do it but if you watch the documentary and get the ins and outs, you'll understand the choosing of the word supported. It's just so nuanced. So I don't even know where to begin with this one. Um, I guess we'll just begin um, by, I guess they begin the documentary by just like laying out what exactly the case is. So basically like the question in the court is, so obviously Michelle did not force him to kill himself. She did not say, you better kill yourself or I'm going to kill myself or something like that. She was not physically present in any way. Right. Not physically present. So it begs the question, should the law say like that you can use text from a person or speech of a person to incriminate them? Yeah. So like, for example, if I said like, I'm going to kill Bob. Like, that's not illegal. Yeah. Like, it's threatening, I guess. But like, you know, here we can, you can say things like that is a terrible thing to say and like, questionable, yes. But also like, I can't say to you, like, Cassie, you should kill this person because then if you, if you do go and kill that person, then I'm in trouble for it too. That's what they're trying to argue. Yes. Yes. So it's like, he did it on his own volition, but how, how involved is Michelle? How responsible can she be held under the law? Right. So I, I guess the best place to start would just be the end of the documentary with how did you feel about the verdict? Did you see the guilty verdict coming? What did you think? I have to say, I felt a million different ways about every 30 seconds. Okay. Um, I think I, I personally would say that's something that I did enjoy about the documentary was that they a hundred percent provided you one side and then they were like oh yeah you think you you think you get it you think right. you're like damn like she's an awful person and then they're like oh but wait there's more right they're like oh my god like what um the verdict I I honestly was a little surprised obviously I mean she even you know took it to get appealed and it got denied so obviously I I think you know the judge basically said that um everything up until the point where Conrad decided to get out of the car and he kind of wanted to stop the whole suicide process he didn't want to go through with it anymore after he had already begun there was carbon monoxide filling his truck he decided like okay now I'm not doing it Michelle you know and him had a phone conversation there is no physical evidence of what was said on that conversation you know she just kind of ends up a while later saying to someone that she could have told him not to get back in the car essentially that whole part is so sketch like we only have the text exchanges yeah but obviously there's no recording of what that phone call said and we only have to go off what michelle said to other people like y'all just to give this even more context this this chick i hate to call her a bitch because i really think she has she needs help like she's not well in the head so i really hate to call her a bitch so this chick had was already texting her friends about her boyfriend going missing and worrying about him committing suicide days before he actually commits the suicide right so obviously she just makes stuff up so that's why it's kind of one of those things where it's like no one knows what was said on that phone call and they're really just holding that text message that she sent to her friend a few months later saying that she could have stopped him as her encouraging him to get back in that car but that is when the judicial system at least sees that the law then 
you know, kind of does find her guilty of involuntary manslaughter because she knowingly allowed him to go back into an environment that could lead to his death and not do anything. Right. Yeah. I think they said something along the lines of like, which just makes sense because I feel like I just throw around manslaughter all the time, which like, I don't actually know what it means. Just like you kill somebody, but like not in a murderous way. Um, but that, yeah, she, it was like her lack of action to save him when his life was in danger, which then made sense. Um, and of course, like, I feel like it was like a twist at the very end Mm -hmm. when they're talking to the psychologist, which I thought was a very interesting addition. They they had a few psychologists, but mostly that old, that one old guy. Old dude. Yeah. And at the end he was basically like, how can we even trust anything she says? Exactly. Which yes, I'm like, like why did I watch this whole documentary if like everything she says could be a lie? Yes. He is literally like, who told y'all that she actually told him to get back in the car? He's like, she made the whole thing up. Like this chick is crazy. He's literally basically like, this chick is crazy. Yeah. I mean, even in the courtroom in front of her, like the prosecution was trying to get him to like, just admit that like, she just she had every intention to do this and he was just like no I said she is lying all the time right that is my conclusion and that just pro- you're just proving my point while you think you're trying to unprove my point right they're like why would she say this and he's like exactly why would she say this <laughs> I would I would also love to know why <laughs> yeah right like they literally were trying they were like well why would she tell her friends two days before the suicide that he was already missing and he's like yeah exactly why would she <laughs> because she's right. crazy right it is, it is so interesting and again it, like this is just one of those stories where it's like you know I gave my synopsis at the beginning and it's like if you just left it at that it's like bad vegan if you just yeah. left it at one sentence it just wouldn't even like scratch the surface yeah. um so one thing that was really lacking for me though in this was the lack of backstory on Michelle's family yeah and like who if we're gonna like put so much weight on like her mental health and her like everything kind of circles back for her like need for attention and like she never really had good friends so she you know just tried to do a lot of things for attention I would love to know more about her family yeah Um, and maybe the girl in Plainville since it like dives a little deeper maybe it perhaps kind of goes into that more so I actually mm -hmm. really do have um every intention of watching that now to see kind of the differences and if we do get more of that information because I do agree it was very much like I mean, I know sometimes it just happens that way, but it really is like, okay, why is she so needy? Like, why does she feel like she has to act like this? Or like, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, there's something that has happened to this girl that has created right. this kind of dynamic. Like people don't just come out of the womb, this kind of desperate, if you will. Right. Right. And she had suicide attempts of her own too, yep. which was mm-hmm. also like, that was another little tidbit. We're just like, wait, what? And also another thing, this is kind of like a point for Michelle. Conrad previously had four suicide yeah. attempts yeah. prior to his death. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's not like she introduced the idea to him no. or. And I mean, even like it really was like, I don't really, it, it's hard for me to identify exactly how long they were quote unquote boyfriend girlfriend or whatever yeah. the fuck they were I re- that that was something I didn't know going in and I was like oh y'all fucking kidding they only met five times and y'all are <laughs> saying that's his girlfriend right. I'm like excuse me anywho anywho that's beside the point um for however long they were talking the majority of the time he was the one who was saying like I'm gonna do it I'm gonna kill myself I'm gonna overdose on this I'm gonna do xyz look at this picture of me with a gun look at this picture of this rope or whatever it's Mm -hmm. only within the last little period of time that Michelle I think I mean the doctor said that it was like what did he call it Uh, an unintentional intoxication or something like that uh I don't remember it was something like that, which, which I, I've heard of something like serotonin syndrome or something where yeah. your medicine is creating too much serotonin. So I kind of had an idea that it was something similar to that. Mm-hmm. So it's only within this very short period of time that she kind of has almost this, it seems like a mental break to most of us where she's like, 
oh, like, this is really what he wants. Like, so I'm going to support him. That's why we chose the word support because it appeared from even the text messages and the way she was handling it. She felt like she was helping him. Mm -hmm. She was like, this is what you want so bad. This is what will make you happy. I will do whatever I can to support you to this happiness. Right. And I know it sounds crazy, guys. I know it sounds so freaking crazy. And if I would have said, if if someone would have said that to me before I watched the documentary, I promise you, I would have been like, "You're nuts." Like you are someone who's attracted to Ted Bundy. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And here you are. She said. She said justice for Michelle. I said what I said. Um, so another interesting thing I really liked, um, well, I really like in general watching true crime stuff. I like talking, well, <laughs> talking when you get to hear from the lawyers and like a lot of it is based in the courtroom. Cause I feel like I learned stuff just about law and like, you know, I don't, I don't know much about anything. So like, this is right. nice. Me too. Um, so one thing that I saw like this was really interesting and nothing that I'd seen before that the defense had opted for a a trial with no jury and just the judge yes and I think it was genius it was yes I agree even though it didn't work out in their favor I mean it didn't but (laughs) she I think if she I genuinely believe though if she would have gone through a jury trial she would be in jail for 20 years at least like I think it would have gone a lot worse now did she still get the same verdict probably yeah but a lot less time served I think right right yeah they said something along the lines of like see I didn't even know that this was an option because you know they say you're entitled to a jury by your peers Mm -hmm. maybe it's only like a Massachusetts thing I don't know but they decided to only have the judge there because uh the defense attorney said jurors know their emotions better than they know the law Mm -hmm. so I was like oh shit that makes a lot of sense because like you said if you just told a juror she supported her boyfriend in killing himself anyone with half a soul would be like well that's terrible yeah like she needs to be thrown in jail you know what was also an interesting aspect feeding into like what you just said and I don't know if they did this because she didn't have a jury by trial or a trial by jury excuse me but I loved how they just talked to random fucking people off the street (laughs) like that one lady oh my god I was I was cracking up when they went to the scene where his car was uh-huh. where he apparently com- committed suicide may he rest in peace there was I guess this random lady driving by and she was like oh yeah I guess that's where he killed it and killed himself or that girl had him killed and she was like okay miss 90210 piece of shit like your parents <laughs> aren't gonna miss you when you're in jail and I'm like wow ma'am please tell us how you feel about the situation I just want to say like one bright spot in this otherwise like really bleak documentary were the freaking Massachusetts accents. Oh my gosh, I know. Goodness. Like I have never, like the defense attorney, especially he would always say car. Yeah. He he gets in the car and obviously like everything kind of centers around Conrad being in the truck. She's like, Conrad gets in the car. Then he gets out of the car. And then and Michelle then tells, tells him, get, get back in the car. <laughs> like, this is incredible. And I love it. But I, was, like, I was like thinking about this lady. I was like, ma'am, she's from Massachusetts. <laughs> she is not from Beverly Hills. And I promise you, her parents will probably miss her in jail. Yes. But she had me cracking up. She was saying she was flying off the cuff. I mean, every person they would talk to just had the craziest things to say. It was just, I mean, y'all, like I'm telling you, it was random people. They walked into a random ass diner and just back and like asked the cook, what do you think? (laughs) And I'm like, why do I care what he thinks? Has he studied law? Does he know what's going on? I mean, I guess that was the point, though, was because, like, this is what a jury would essentially. Yeah, that's true. And I mean, it's like these were local people who, you know, on the jury. knew a lot about the case at the time. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so for part of the documentary, they really focus on Michelle and her friends or lack thereof, I should say. Um, and I think the prosecution, I guess, brought up a few of Michelle's friends to the stand to get them to testify, to basically say that like, Michelle tried really hard to hang out with me, but like, I didn't really like her. So I wouldn't hang out with her. How did you feel about that whole dynamic? Like, did you feel bad for Michelle? Did you feel like those girls obviously were right in their, in their judgment of Michelle? I mean, I did feel bad for Michelle because I mean, obviously this girl has gone through something and I hate that she like felt this way because there's nothing worse than like feeling alone, especially in high school. And then not only did she feel alone and already knew that these girls like didn't want to hang out with her. Then she had to fucking sit there in court and have them testify to it while freaking cameras are recording. Like I like honestly props to her for not like losing her mind on the stand, like in the courtroom every day, because I would have, um, you could even tell that the girls sometimes were like trying to give a nicer answer than what they were looking for like they would be like did you and Michelle like were you friends and she was like well we were friends in the way that like if she needed something I would support her and they're like no did you hang out with her and they're like no. And we had math class together. Yeah, exactly. So like we would hang out in math class. Exactly. They were trying so hard. They were trying so hard. I felt really bad for the girls too. Cause you know, you know, they did not want to be there and they right. did not want to be testifying. Right. And I feel, I feel bad that like, I feel like we, we like just being women. I feel like we can relate to that feeling of like when you're yeah. in high school and you just like, just want to do things for attention. Like just yeah. any, not, not High even school. a <laughs> girl grew out of that phase. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't love some attention? You know, I'm saying. We I hate people are like, a little oh, bit I... more concise about it now. We're not yeah. as crazy. Right. And I feel like you're in high school, you cast a wide net. Like oh, you, you just want whatever. anybody's attention. Whereas now there are people where I'm like, please just don't even, don't even have a thought about being run through your head. And exactly. I'd be fine. Yep. Um, but I did feel bad for her because I definitely could relate to that feeling of like, yeah. you know, or at least like thinking that these people were your friends, but then come to find that they like would avoid you. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it like I did, I mean, I'm not gonna say that I like felt sorry for her. Um, but I then did. also like making up <laughs> Cassie said justice for Michelle honestly I will not I will not not say that (laughs) are you gonna be friends with her when she gets out this year I I would if she would do something about those eyebrows see I I kind of like the eyebrows I couldn't get down with it and she needs to do a middle part she has a really bad widow's peak I think and she needs to stop parting it to the side yeah her and it like it it was all like going out the sides yeah yeah like she it's beautiful but girl part it down the middle it's cool now yeah um so I think because they were talking about at the very end that I guess she's due to get out in 2022 I think in August right or I don't Um, know if because of her stay that got pushed out or I don't know yeah I know it's confused it's confusing because like I don't think she did any uh like she didn't serve any time before like during the during yeah she was um, free during the stay yeah I don't know. Yeah. So Wikipedia is saying that she, wait, oh, she's on probation right now. Oh, she's out. Yeah. It said she got released on January 23rd, 2020 for good conduct. That was real close to my birthday. (laughs) Michelle knew she wanted to get turned up. I know. She's like, where's Kathy? I heard she likes me. (laughs) Okay, so, but I, what I will say about the whole case in general and my feelings about it, is it awful what happened? Absolutely. I, I, you know, he, it's very sad that he committed suicide. I just personally, I don't, I mean, obviously the, they were able to say that the law proved it. I get it. But I just personally can't understand how you in the beginning, obviously I was like a hundred percent, this is her fault. Why would you say these things? But there's so much that they like 
if you only look at it surface level that was left out that was like I would say publicized a lot Mm -hmm. um there were even plenty of examples that like the the psychiatrist brought up where they were saying something in the media and it was completely untrue of what happened in the case like Mm -hmm. things they were being they were saying were in text messages and they had full proof of it were never in text messages and they did not have proof of it Mm -hmm. um so I mean does this girl have problems a hundred percent something is not right in her head honestly being on Prozac at 14 I couldn't believe um, that um probably did not help. Yeah. And I think the psychiatrist said that, like, I have no idea who would prescribe that. Whoever prescribed that to her needs to have their license revoked. Like, especially because I think they said that it's well known that like a common side effect, if you take Prozac as a child or an adolescent is to have suicide ideations. Yes. And I can attest to the nightmares. <laughs> it's a thing. It's a thing. So I feel like that's the last thing I want when I have bad anxiety is exactly. Nightmares. So, I, I mean, I, I know it, it might be emotion because the law has obviously indicated otherwise. <laughs> I personally don't think that she should have been found guilty. Um, he had tried to commit it multiple times she did not drive his car to the parking lot she did not purchase this gas tank and open it up and lock him in the car Mm -hmm. um I think that it had gotten to the point where he was talking about it so much about how he wanted to do it he was kind of idealizing it himself and for her it seems like he was pretty manipulative actually yeah um in their relationship like I don't know it just it seems so opposite of everything that I thought based on what I knew so like we barely talked about Conrad but they they do go into more detail about his family than they do Michelle's yeah um and there's an instant where he and his dad got into a fist fight and like his dad like beat the shit out of him and and then said he would do it again yeah oh my god I wanted to rip my hair out because when I saw like you know they saw the police report and like I gasped and I was like he got beat up by his dad and And not only that there is also a domestic violence charge on file from his mom beating up his dad yes yes like this is not a safe home no how do those kids still live with those parents that's what I would love to understand yeah and the parents are divorced I think they talked about um they got divorced when when Conrad was like a high school I think yeah like maybe like 14 or something like that so and they mentioned that like you know that'll mess anybody up like that is such a hard thing to go through especially as a teenager um mom being like I didn't know he felt this way are you really shocked he has not only seen you beat up his dad but he has also seen his dad beat the shit out of him and probably Mm -hmm. you and probably his siblings Mm -hmm. why would he come to you and talk about how he has like these he's already committed attempted to at least three or four times Mm -hmm. how did you not know that something was wrong I know and that's what she says like one one time when he like an attempted suicide she was just kind of like I just I hope it doesn't happen again well how about you fucking do something about it yeah right he promised he promised like your kid who just committed suicide for the third time promised you he wouldn't do it again he means he won't try and OD on Tylenol again that right which first of all really really Conrad Tylenol (laughs) I mean it could you could at least on Michael or something I don't know anyway I mean that's like an alcoholic promising you like the next time like I'm not gonna drink again I'm not gonna drink again like hopefully they mean it but like you can't hold their word right especially I mean this I don't like this is like an overgeneralization but like when you're talking to someone who has mental illness like exhibit a is Michelle like you can't trust their word a hundred percent Mm-hmm. And it may, they may not be like lying on purpose, but it's just because like they have these issues. Yeah. I, I really think it's a, I think it's a really, really sad experience on both sides, a really 
strong example of like how seriously mental health should be. I think what we should be talking about here is like, what can we do to make sure that this doesn't happen again by focusing on mental health and like access to mental health care in America. But that's another discussion for another time, because I think these, these were two kids who were not well from a very young age being on antidepressants at 14. Oh gosh. I mean, that's, that's awful. Like the fact that you're already that depressed that, you know, a psych, well, Michelle's psychiatrist is already a little bit sketchy, but anyway, you know, y'all get what I'm saying. Like these are two people who have obviously had mental health issues for a long time that came together and that Mm. my friends, two unstable, mentally ill individuals who already have a history of suicidal idea. I, you know, you got it. You got it. Idealization. 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 Thank you. Coming together is a disaster. Yeah, that, that was basically like my final thought on it. Um, I think one of the journalists or something in the movie described it as being like a perfect storm. Yeah. And that's exactly what it was. Like Michelle and Conrad were the absolute worst things for each other. Uh, yeah. And that's just why things ended the way that they did. Yeah. Um, now, I like, it's hard to say in terms of M- Michelle's mental health, like now that she's an adult, mm-hmm. you know, I would like to think that she you know recognizes that what she did was wrong but well they did say at the end that she did write a letter I was trying to remember to who anyway she wrote a letter admitting that she knows that she shouldn't have said those things and that she takes responsibility for her you know actions and things like that um and that might have just been part of her trying to get a lighter sentence or whatever but (laughs) I mean I, I kind of actually lean more towards her being maybe like a sociopath or something. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, there's probably a, a little bit of that dash in there too. Definitely some narcissism. Mm-hmm. Um, and these are all things that are exemplified by like, you know, we hadn't touched on when she had this fundraiser for Conrad after his death and like, didn't really like she threw it in her her hometown. Yeah. Like she didn't really have any input from like Conrad's friends or family or anything. So lived an hour apart. (laughs) Right. So this is, you know, they did not right say it, but they're very heavily suggesting that like she was doing this for attention having this fundraiser um you know so that all of the people in her town that she knows could come and you know tell her how sorry they were well they even kind of talk about how you can tell that she like lost weight and like got tanned and got her hair done right before the trial like as to say like she knew that she was going to be like on camera and she wanted to like look her best yeah there's definitely some trauma in there like I really really wish and you know I I don't I really don't understand why she doesn't speak out but I really wish her and her family would have been would have been willing to participate in this documentary Mm -hmm. I would love to have heard her side of things and their side of things yeah yeah it's interesting because I mean Conrad's parents participated and his sister and I think like a few of his friends and other family members um I wonder if it's just because they knew they would more easily be victimized in a positive way you know what I mean like they knew that more people would be like oh woe is them like whereas I'm over here like well one I want to know what Michelle thinks what her what her family dynamics are etc but I'm also over here more so like you both are abusive and selfish and don't seem to care about your children so I don't really know why you thought this was a good idea but nevertheless here you are gosh what what a mess man these have been two good shows back to back I have really tested my morals and had me thinking you know what what is right from wrong let me think (laughs) 
which maybe says something about me I know it's like it's one of those things where it's like every they said in the documentary multiple times that like this case was very like divided and I find myself being a little bit in that gray area so I'm just like ugh, I'm gonna be hated one way or the other or probably about my opinion but I'm gonna just go on the record as team Michelle I hope she gets help uh, I'm definitely sad and feel heartbroken for Conrad's family you know wish it didn't have to come to that but team Michelle yeah I mean I feel like you know I I don't think that she should get life in prison but I also you know I, like I don't know what she's gonna do with her life now yeah like I wouldn't feel comfortable going into Panera and seeing Michelle at the cash register like I wouldn't I don't know like I I also don't feel like that she should be like entirely independent in society mm-hmm. that's why I kind of feel like they should have just pled insanity yeah, honestly I, like, I do wish that her mental health could have been investigated a little more because there's something there like it's yeah. not just depression there's no way yeah I'm like, and we're I, all depressed and we're not out here acting like this <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying to keep it between the lines and like actually support my friends, not in bad stuff and good exactly. stuff. Exactly. Um, but I think her defense attorney kind of like mentioned it too, I guess, when they were asking, you know, when they were, I guess when it came time for sentencing and both the defense and the prosecution could like, you know, ask for whatever they wanted. Mm-hmm. And I think the defense attorney basically asked for something along the lines of like heavy probation in yeah. combination with medical treatment right yes he did which I think is fair because it's like it's jail is not gonna do that girl any good no if anything I think it would make things worse yeah yeah I I, I'm not gonna lie I might end up down a rabbit hole trying to figure out what what this girl is up to now that she's been released for two years like where you been Michelle what you doing I know I know I I wonder like if you would go into like uh what's it called oh um protection or witness protection yeah yeah I don't know I I think that's what I think Casey Anthony is in witness protection like she needs to protect her that's disgusting I know well like she like has such a like memorable face I guess even though she's she's like plain looking but I think for a while she was like a wedding photographer or something and because the thing is like they give her a fake name and then they they have to like set up a life for you so I guess in Mm -hmm. this new life she was a wedding photographer and then someone discovered her and like found her photography page and so I guess she had to go back into hiding and then I mean can you imagine you hire a wedding photographer and it's fucking Casey Anthony? Girl, that sounds like a hundred percent something that would happen to me. A hundred percent I would accidentally hire Casey Anthony to be my wedding photographer. Also, probably like my fucking baby reveal photos. Like knowing my love, she <laughs> would be taking pictures of my baby. Oh. And then her assistant is John Benet Ramsey. Oh. It's like, what the hell is going on? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Well, I will say this honestly was probably my favorite documentary today that we've watched. I wow. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was good. It I felt like I was questioning a lot. It kept me very engaged. Mm-hmm. I was like thinking one way and then I was like, no, I feel like it's also too like really, I know this is going to sound kind of crazy, but it's kind of relatable because we grew up very much in a generation that it is possible to have a relationship solely through a phone or the internet so yeah. I mean like especially when we were that age at like 14 right we were talking we, I know y'all remember Omegle okay or chat roulette oh my gosh there are some things on chat roulette that can't be unseen I know I know you know it, I mean those were strangers so at least they knew each other but I mean we used to talk to random people on the internet all the time and not think twice about it so yeah and I love how um the the prosecutor had to explain that to the boomer judge and was like things are different these days people have whole ass relationships online without meeting each other people cyberbullying is a thing now like you don't just have to be (laughs) yeah it was really interesting but I mean it's a good point like I don't know it, it, it maybe it's something to reconsider now that we like 
everything is in a digital age now and that like phone records are such a big deal with evidence in a trial yeah I know times are definitely a changing and I just uh, I think the law is starting to maybe catch up a little bit more but yeah. I think we still got a ways to go on that and the only problem is that technology is developing faster than the law can be adapted to it I think mm-hmm. shame on humans for being so ingenious and <laughs> wanting Quick. more 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 constantly newer better faster quicker yes easier so so much tiktok now i know i know um well i also really enjoyed this documentary um yeah i mean i definitely would put it up there in terms of like one of my favorites i mean abducted in plain sight is such a good one that is a good one we're just like what the hell just happened <laughs> um but i mean this was just like I I re- I would recommend it to anyone, and I I am intrigued too. To um, maybe I'll wait to see what you think when you start watching the girl from Plainville. Mm-hmm. Um, or if any of y'all out there, if you've watched at least part of it or all yeah. of it, whatever, let us know what you think. Mm-hmm. Especially if you've seen the documentary too, yeah. um, because I would be interested. But also now that we know like the facts, it kind of irritates me when I watch like dramatic portrayals of it because it's like oh but like it that's not exactly true I know you're taking like some uh like what it like some some liberty here Mm -hmm. or if they do add something into it I'm gonna be like but is that true yeah so I'll be watching it I'll be over here like googling like did Michelle's mom cut her hair on September 3rd (laughs) I know you saw Michelle going into jail with her hair all cut off yeah the bob it was hideous but I understand if you know you're about to go to jail it's really just easiest to just get rid of all the hair yeah yeah that's what I would do don't have to deal with it she was generous I'd probably go full Britney Spears honestly (laughs) just start fresh yeah maybe that would help her widow's peak I mean, they I do know. say that sometimes when you shave it all off, it grows back differently. You never know. <laughs> yeah. I've always felt that way. Like if I were a professional athlete, I would just cut my hair off. That way you didn't have to deal with ponytails exactly. and like. Exactly. And the sweat. Yeah. Like yeah. ponytails swing around all the time. Mm-hmm. But I'm not a professional athlete. I'm a professional podcaster. Yes, um, indeed. And so. The I'm hair will keep, stay. Yeah. For now. <laughs> for now maybe until we get a sponsor that dares yeah. me and then i'll cut it you heard it here first <laughs> we're waiting Kristen will shave her hair when we get our first sponsor hair cuttery if you're listening okay. i'm available we're open we're open for business all right well do you have anything else with i love you now die nope I don't think so. Cool. All right. Well, do we want to share what we're watching next week? Or are we going to keep it a surprise? Decisions, decisions. I know. I feel like we gave y'all a lot of liberties this week. So I feel like we should keep it a secret. I think we should too, especially because, well, here's a hint. It's something that is not out yet. Yeah. It will be released on Thursday, the 21st. So it's not even out yet. That's how like ahead of the curve we are. Yeah. We get notifications about things before they come out. (laughs) Podcasters. (laughs) Yeah. We get the special viewings, (laughs) soft openings. Yeah. We'll be watching it tomorrow while the peasants are watching it on Thursday. So. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> dead but i'm excited though well i guess this is another hint to it's another true crime situation mm-hmm. um so let us know if y'all are enjoying this whole true crime kind of little kick we've been on let us know if you're just like girls you need to go back to real housewives yeah right <laughs> we can do that too <laughs> yes we're flexible we're multifaceted exactly we love all things um all right well that will do it for episode 15 thank you all for listening we really really appreciate it if you listen to us on spotify pretty please leave us a five-star review if you don't mind and if you listen to us on apple podcasts you can also leave a five-star review as well as write a little a little something something write a little love note to us so if you would be so inclined to do that we would love to hear from you um and cassie can you tell everybody where they can find us Yes. So the Instagram is at 
a case, the number four, the FBI. And if you would like to send us an email, which we do love, we love hearing from the fans directly. There's a lot more, you know, ability to get creative on email. <laughs> send a good GIF. Oof. Use some colors use some italics we love it all we love it when you guys get creative with the emails you can reach us at a case the number four the fbi at gmail.com beautiful all right guys thank you so much for listening and we will talk to you next week bye bye